Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of the Rich Keith Show is brought to you by Unified Office in their, rest, their revenue-producing restaurant phone technology. The Rich Keith Show. Here we go. You're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. You're about to hear the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports. And he's also a hashtag dork And the father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad for you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight Ow, the mic's hot on a night's watch crew Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too Doing this since the Rich Keith Project Now he's got podcasts and twist stream content KWFE on WEEI It's the Rich Keith Show So here's your guy 27-17, the Chiefs going to win this one. Get to 9-5, and five, and everything's just fine in Kansas City after they lose back-to-back games for the first time in more than two years. And Taylor Swift in a return to Gillette Stadium as their squad come out with the win. And Bill Belichick, his team falls to 3-11. and 11. This is the worst season in his quarter century as the head coach. The discussion will continue over the coming weeks and the early days of the offseason. What does his future hold? Does Robert Kraft decide to move on? Does Belichick get to live out the rest of his contract? He's got one more year on that deal. We'll see. It'll be the top story, really, outside of the on-field stuff, outside of who's winning in the playoffs. What is the future the head coaching spot here in New England? Well, that's what it sounded like on Fox as it ended in Foxborough yesterday. Patriots are now 3-11 and on the season. Welcome in to the Rich Keefe Show on a Patriots Monday. Joining us as he does every Monday and Wednesday, Nick Fitzy-Stevens. Fitzy, how are you? Oh, Rich, man. I am just on top of the world. A couple <laughs> of WEEI personalities chopping it up on a Monday night. And, hey, I'm not sure if you heard, but... Um, in an alternate timeline, now perhaps you could even play the part of Kang the Conqueror in the Avengers movies. He's out. He's, He's out. out. They got to do so, uh, a bit of recasting, considering they had done everything uh, in TV shows and in movies to make him the ultimate villain, yep. like the Thanos. And now, apparently, he's a bad guy. So, nope, not a good person. Parting ways with Jonathan Majors. Yeah, that is a separate major story. We'll probably get yeah. to that more tomorrow and Wednesday when we have the grab bag, etc. Maybe but, he'll uh, maybe he'll be the next Patriots quarterback. You never know. They do for sure need one, and I don't think yesterday like that answer just uh, you know came to be. Like everybody knew, it's not Mac Jones, it's not Bailey Zappi. Maybe Bailey Zappi can be the backup. Maybe if he only has to play the first half, because the second half is just a completely different story. The last couple of weeks, of course, they got shut out in his first start against San Diego or against the Chargers. Last week it was uh, or the the win against the Steelers, a great first half, and then they held on for dear life and got the win. And then this game they, you know, moved the ball up and down the field a little bit. They're down 14-10 at the half, and then second half just kind of falls apart. You get the bad pick, turns back into a pumpkin, whatever you want to call it, and same old, same old. Although 17 points compared to some of those weeks and some of those Mac Jones weeks still feels like the greatest show on turf. But uh, ultimately, really no surprise, they – Lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, and they maintain that second spot uh, 
in the upcoming draft. Yeah, see, I approached the postgame yesterday, and still, though, I have my issues with the effort in the third and fourth quarter, most especially coaching that seemed like there was a give-in, steer-into, and just abandon ship on the whole idea of pursuing the victory. Fine, that benefits us, I guess, uh, as fans, or, uh, or it benefits the team in the long run as well. Bailey Zappi, again, his numbers in the first half, borderline Herculean. The guy is an absolute Superman under center, and then he turns into the most disgusting, moldy, composted pumpkin in the second yeah. half. It's Mac un- Jones. He turns into Mac Jones in the second he does. half. He does. Like, he yeah. does a Mac Jones tribute. Like he, right. does, he just wants people to remember Mac, and he wants Mac to know that he's not to be forgotten and shall be avenged <laughs> in Fox, bro. He must get like, like advice at halftime from Mac. Mac's like, you know what I'm seeing? Like, hey, well, yeah. why don't you try this? He's like, all right, I'll do that in the second half. Really, this whole 16 <laughs> for 18 yeah. thing with a touchdown and like the fourth and one call, the plums on that one. Oh, what Let's a great throw, a great play, yeah. great throw. But I don't think... Have you considered rolling out and throwing it to the other team? He's like, oh, yes. I saw you do that for 11 weeks. I can do that. Let me let me mix that in. Uh, no, to me, I mean, the story is less to do with Bailey Zappi because I don't think realistically anybody thought he's going to be the starter next year. Right? Like, no way. Right? Like, I just don't think that was a real thing. To me, it's once again about Bill Belichick. And what is he doing? Like, what is what was the plan in the second half for Bill, and I just think this was a really bad day for the Bill Belichick deserves another year people, and there are people out there that, that so on Bill, we talked to him last week, we had a couple of, uh, we had a poll question on the At Rich Keefe Show Twitter about, uh, you know, who do you want next year, or like, what do you think he's doing next year, and there are plenty of people that want Bill Belichick, and I don't know why, like, I still haven't gotten a good reason other than he was good, like, he was great at one point. But, Fitzy, can you explain to me the just playing, like, punting all the time, playing like, hey, let's just try to keep it within two scores, I guess. I thought the game plan and the the coach decision-making in the second half was outrageous. It was terrible. It was was terrible. That's Hart's big point is that, you know, I always bang on the drum of Bill the GM has screwed Bill the coach. Yeah, the coach stinks. But the coaching really has not been... Like the the right. the defensive game plans, the limitation of the other team. Like, look, they scored. The Chiefs scored twenty seven. Could they have scored more? Yes. Butker missed his first field goal of the year. The Chiefs took a knee. They probably could have put the their foot on the gas down a little bit more. Yeah, in the Re- I mean, Andy Reid respects Belichick way too much. He's not going to try. He just he just he's needs to win. No, he's not going to do that. He's not going to embarrass him at all. So no, that's not going to be the case. But the defense has responded to Belichick. The offense continues to just be an absolute mess. I mean, you've still got weird spacing with the receiver roots. You don't have depth at running back, although it was nice to see Kevin Harris get a touchdown yesterday. You don't have depth at the receiver position. Uh, You don't have depth at the tackle position. You don't have depth at the tight end position. So the combination of coaching and roster mismanagement has led them to be a team that, I mean, if the margin for error, Rich, earlier in the season was like razor thin, now it doesn't even like it's not even like Jersey Mike's deli meat slice. No, like, but it doesn't I mean, exist. But you talk about the touchdown that Zappy threw in the first half. That was on a fourth down play, and they went for it, and they didn't just try to get the yard or the two yards or whatever it was, and they they made a big play and they scored a touchdown. And then in the second half, because also this it like what's crazy to me is this team is eliminated from the playoffs. There's no like, well, if they win out and these five teams lose out, no, 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 they're eliminated. They have zero chance at making the playoffs. What is the why even punt? Honest to God, like why ever punt? Mm-hmm. Let alone when it's fourth and three 
and you're down a couple scores, you don't know how many times you're going to get the ball back. There was a great thing a couple years ago. Somebody did a side-by-side of when Dan Campbell was coaching the Lions, and they were already eliminated, and Joe Judge was coaching the Giants, and they were eliminated. Uh It was uh, fourth and, like, 15 and Joe Judge ran like a QB sneak. Oh, no, third and 15. And he ran like a QB sneak just so they'd have like better room to like punt or whatever. Meanwhile, oh, yeah, like the five yard line. Yeah. Remember that? And then meanwhile, yeah. Dan Campbell's running all kinds of trick plays. He's running like flea flickers, double reverses. And like, which one is the team more likely to buy into? Which one, like, have a little bit of faith? And like, worst case scenario, what? They Chiefs get the ball on the 40. Oh, no. What Do is that? The Chiefs are going to win? I just, I found it like. They might win by more. It's awful, Rich. It's awful. Yeah. You play, I don't get it. The touchdown to Hunter Henry was the, the, the first play I had seen in a while. Now, granted, they were aggressive on offense. God, they, they go into loser mode. They, they turtle in the second half. They go into their shell. They play not to lose, which is the definition of how you screw yourself and that you, do, you guarantee that you don't win. Yeah. Uh, the touchdown pass to Hunter Henry on fourth and one, running the play fake and then hitting him between two defenders in the corner of the end zone was awesome. And the first thing I thought was, holy smokes, they're just going to ha- they're just going to go for it. They realize they're going to be in a dogfight with the Chiefs and they're going to go and they're just going to go tooth and nail. They're going to play to win. They're just going to sling it and let Bailey Zappi do what he does. Bailey Zappi showed you time and again in the in the Steelers game last year against Chicago. Yeah. And then now yesterday again, when you want him to go into conservative game manager don't make the mistake that kills us mode guess what he usually does makes the mistake that puts you behind the eight ball or costs you the game it's just bad coaching i just yeah it really is like a lot of these bad decisions and then just falling in love with the punt and so there's really three different key conspiracies i guess i have for this there's i think three different ones uh one bill belichick yeah, uh, bet like an alternate line and need, he needed to keep it within like 13 and a half. And maybe that's what he was doing. And he won that. Unlikely, but it's a key spiracy. Well, it would have been nice if he got an extra field goal because I tried to middle the game by having the Chiefs money line and Patriots cover that SOB. Nope. Did not get that. Nope. Uh, whether Thanks, you, well, there was seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, the Chiefs covered all of those numbers. Um, the second one would be maybe Bill Belichick has finally come around to the thinking of myself and many fans around that say mm-hmm. you got to get a top pick. You got to lose all these games, lose out, lose out. It was dumb to win against Pittsburgh. Turns out really dumb to win against Pittsburgh. Cause Carolina uh, of all teams actually got a win yesterday, mm-hmm. but maybe he's trying to manipulate games and make sure that they lose also unlikely, but throw it on the list. That's if he knows that he's. That's if he knows correct that he's sticking around. Does he, he think he's? Privy- does yeah. he think he's staying and therefore will use the number two pick? Scary. The third conspiracy I had. This is my main conspiracy. Now, this also would be under the impression that he thinks he's staying, or he's going to convince Kraft to keep him around for another year. Go on. He never wanted Bill O'Brien. He was forced to hire Bill O'Brien. Oh, after he after he had to marry Bill O'Brien to the quarterback that he was yep. forced to yep. take. He was for okay. Well, yeah. So there's the the Mac Jones piece of it too, if you want to include that. But he didn't want Bill O'Brien. I'm not saying he dislikes Bill O'Brien, but he doesn't like being told to hire Bill O'Brien. So this way, you guarantee that the Patriots still have the worst offense in the league. And by the end of the year, when Bill's talking to Robert, he says, listen, 
we got to get Josh back, or we got we got to at least move on from Bill O'Brien. We got he's got a one and done it. He's got the worst offense in football. We move on from him because I don't. I still like on and I don't. I get all three of those might be far fetched, but why on earth are you not going for it on any of those fourth downs? You're eliminated from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to play spoiler at this point. Give Zappy, give the guys that are out there like a little shot in the arm, a little bit of confidence. I'm not saying hey, go for it fourth and twenty on your own ten because you're eliminated. It's fourth and three from from your own forty two or whatever it was. Like that's that's insane to me. And it'll be interesting now. Three weeks to go. We thought maybe they were playing for their coach a little bit against Pittsburgh, but then with some of these decisions against Kansas City, I could see all the guys just laying down and dying against Denver, Buffalo, and the Jets. Yeah, I mean at this point, you know, playing to win the game, playing for pride. Hey, they're professionals too. Well, okay, I mean, cool. But a bunch of them are also playing for significant contracts next year. Now, if you are anyone from Kyle Duggar to Mike Onwenu and Josh Uche. Right, right, right. And you're looking, you're staring down the barrel potentially of a multi-year double-digit contract next year. Are you going to go all out, balls to the wall, hang it high and let it fly? Christmas Eve, a mile high at Denver. Are you going to do it? against a Buffalo team that yeah. now looks like they could be pulling ahead in the AFC. A lot of business or, decisions. No, uh, there gonna are going to be. be some serious yeah. business decisions made as opposed to on-field football decisions, Rich. And coaching cowardly also, from an entertainment perspective, hey, you know what? They're going to suck. They're going to probably lose most of these games. At least entertain us in a valiant fight along the way. Punting on fourth and three. All these punts. Holy surrender. Index Bill was asked about Sucks. it in the post game. We'll get to that coming up. We'll get to your thoughts. Because, again, on, on the one hand, I'm very happy that they lost. I'm glad that they have the number two pick in the draft uh-huh. still. Uh-huh. But I just don't understand, like, which what is Bill doing? Is Bill actually tanking? Does he think he's coming back next year if that's the case? Still a lot of unanswered questions coming out of Foxborough. 617-779-7937 is the number two jump aboard. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. Quick sprint up until Monday Night Football at 7.30. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Awaken 180. The Celtics took both games of their back-to-back home series with the Orlando Magic. They beat Orlando 114-97 to yesterday afternoon at the TD Garden. Jalen Brown had 31, Tatum 23, Porzingis had 15 points. Celtics have the night off tonight. They'll be on the road out west taking on the Warriors tomorrow night. Tip-off from the Chase Center in San Fran at 10 p.m. Our thoughts and prayers also with the Montross family. Eric Montross died on Sunday after beginning cancer treatment in March. His family said Montross died Sunday surrounded by loved ones at his Chapel Hill home in North Carolina. Montross selected ninth in the 94 NBA draft by the Boston Celtics. He also played for the Dallas Mavericks, New Jersey Nets, 76ers, Pistons, and Toronto Raptors during his eight-year NBA career. Eric Montross was 52 years old. Bruins also have the night off tonight. They're back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll host the Minnesota Wild at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7 p.m. Patriots lost to the Chiefs on Sunday, 27-17 at Gillette Stadium. Bailey Zappi went 23 for 30, 180 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Patriots will be in Denver to take on the Broncos Sunday on Christmas Eve kickoff at 8.15 p.m. Monday Night Football tonight, the 10-3 Philadelphia Eagles in Seattle to take on the 6-7 Seahawks kickoff at 8.15 
Don't forget, you can catch that game right here on WEEI. Our Westwood One coverage begins at 7.30. Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Learn how Awaken 180 has a 98% customer satisfaction rating. Proven results when you choose a solution for weight loss at Awaken 180. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. More Risk Key Show coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Got nothing to lose at 3-10. and 10. Looking for the upset. Here on 4th and 1, it's play action. Zappi throws. Touchdown, Henry! On 4th and 1, Zappi finds Henry for a 16-yard score. Bailey Zappi with a touchdown pass to Hunter Henry in the first half. That'd be the lone touchdown of the game. But uh, seven catches, 66 yards for Hunter Henry. And yeah, a little something going in the first half. Second half, not so much as the uh, Pats lose to the Chiefs by 10. They fall to 3-11 and on the year. Back here at the Rich Keefe Show on a Patriots Monday with Fitzy. And uh, yeah, it was similar to last week where night and day difference, first half to second half. But to me, again, Fitzy, less to do with Bailey Zappi, more to do with Bill Belichick and some of his odd coaching decisions in the second half. So he was asked about it in the post game, mm-hmm. And I don't know if this back and forth helps at all, but if you missed it, here's what Bill had to say in response to some of those decisions. Uh, Bill, along those same lines, you went for it early in the game, fourth and two, and got the touchdown. Later in the game, early fourth quarter, was fourth and three, kind of near midfield. You decided to punt. What went into that decision? Any thought to go for it there? Yeah, before we got the interception. So, at first, I will play the rest of it. What? I know. I was like, is he just trying to remember the time of the game it is? Or is he pointing out that it was good not to go for it because we got the ball back by getting an interception? Because obviously I could see the future, and I knew that Patrick Mahomes <laughs> was going to throw an interception. <laughs> that I was like, what is he saying so then like all right let's hear the rest of it yeah it was like i think you're down by 17 it was fourth and three and then we got the interception right felt like i mean at that point we'd lost three starters worried about the pass protection worried about the sweater be able to execute in that situation felt like we were playing good defense and like the ball back on a turnover you know three and out get the ball better better field position uh, so, like, I was so, like, angered by that answer because there have been times where guys have uh, gotten hurt. And I remember famously Rob Gronkowski got hurt on PAT. He was, like, the wing on the PAT, and he got hurt. Sergio Brown, in fact, was the man Correct. who tackled him and helped break his forearm against the uh, Colts. And you remember they asked him about it, and he was like, well, if you know what play the guys are going to get hurt, like, you let me know, and I'll take them out. Like, basically, like, you can't see the future. Like, you don't know what's going to happen, and that's how he wanted to coach it. It was stupid. He shouldn't be on special teams. But Yeah, he's your most valuable player. <laughs> right, that's, Brady, that's for God's but, like, I, just, the re- I, I equated the two is because, like, you don't really know what's going to happen next. And so if if your rationale originally, because he sort of circled back to like, well, we had guys hurt, which we can talk about, but you didn't go for it on fourth down because we got the pick after. I'm like, that's not how it works. So I like, didn't know <laughs> Kadarius Tony was going to just volleyball another one up there for you to snag. So strange. So strange. So it was uh, fourth and four at their own 33. And he's like, let me punt that sucker away. <laughs> They're down 17. 
in a game that doesn't matter. They're already eliminated. They've been eliminated for weeks. I really don't understand that. Like I can't I can't come up with a good one. And like so do you buy his well, we had guys hurt on offense. Like, okay, Connor McDermott is down. Great. I mean, not, you know, all due respect to him, the man's got a family. It's almost Christmas. But, like, what's the difference? Like, your offensive line has been patched together all year. So whether it's a starter, a backup, a third-string guy, like, you can't go for it on fourth and three. Like, you have no three-yard plays in your arsenal. So you need to wave the white flag and punt it away. You're down by 17. What You know what would have happened there if they went for it and didn't get it? With the amount of time left in the game, I think – they just would have, like, tried to pick up a first down. They could have run the clock out, and it would, would have been over. You wouldn't have, like, lost by 30 points had you gone for it there. And what would have mattered if they lost by 30 or 13? Great point. A loss is a loss, it and doesn't they matter. also cannot make the playoffs. And I don't know what sort of character he's trying to build, what sort of morale he's trying to curry, what sort of lessons he wants to teach at this point. Just like, Look, I'm not asking him to coach like Kevin Kelly, the coach that never punted. Just <laughs> go, just have a little, have a little gumption. Brandon there. Staley shows oh, up. He's like, here's God. what I'm going to do. So in the second go. half, down 17, fourth and three at the 42, their own 42, mm-hmm. punt. Yeah. And then next possession, fourth and fourth, their own 33. So on the one hand, you're like, all right, you don't want to make a business of going for it on your own 33-yard line. But... Yeah, you had punted three straight possessions prior to that. The game is running out, right? There's under 10 minutes to play in the game, and you're down by three scores. I would think if you like, even look at the analytics, they would be like, you probably need to go for it here. How many more times do you realistically think you're going to get the ball? In a three-score game. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's fourth quarter. Are you going to – so now you need to get the ball three times after this and score every time. No, like, you, you got to go. You got to go. Yeah. You got to go for it. You got to go. and then, But they got the pick, though. Like, oh, you talk about yeah. the one where we got the pick? You're like, huh? Yeah, before we got the interception. Well, yeah, yeah, you got the pick. You got the interception. Boy, it seemed awfully talkative later in the presser for a man who opened it by having offering no remarks whatsoever and then just going, um, questions? Oh, my God. So with all of this circling right now, do you think Bill thinks he's back next year? Do you think Bill thinks he's gone, or do you think Bill has no idea? I think Bill has no idea. I think um, I had sent you during the break some remarks that Julian Edelman made tonight over at the Encore Boston Harbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, WCVB-TV caught up with him, and our Mike Cadlick, uh just threw them out there on the socials. Basically, Edelman even himself said, uh, you know, Bill wouldn't be surprised if he's fired. Bill also wouldn't be surprised if he's back. You know what's the funny? Key- he actually said something very similar. I think he was on uh, Curran's podcast last week. Yes, he was. And he said something very similar. Actually, well, I can play those because that, that I have. I can actually okay. remember a time when we were getting something and we were, we were talking about the media. I remember Bill saying, like, they're just out here to get a story, you know, the, you know his whole Bill thing. And, and he goes, you know, there's going to be a time where they're going to turn on me, too. He put it in my head. I'm not surprised. And it was a production business. And he knows that. He's been around. He's been in this probably situation back when he was in Cleveland. So he, he knows what he's dealing with. And it's not easy, especially with the success that we've amounted here in New England for, for a long time. It's just, it's, it's, it's just so new. What people don't understand is you lose 
two all-time great. You lose the greatest football player to ever play. You lose the greatest tight end to ever play. You know, you, you lose the greatest offensive line coach. You lose Scotty O'Brien, who's one of the most gifted uh, roster guys from Bill's mouth that I've heard on how to construct a team. You, you, you lose the Eigen Fears of the world. Who, Ernie. He, the Ernie's. You know, so it, it's tough. This is a learning experience, I think, for everyone uh, in, in this situation. I mean, they lost a lot of guys, right? Yeah. But, okay, did you plan on replacing any of them? Like, on the field, you didn't replace them properly. Off the field, meaning, like, coaches, you didn't replace them properly. You knew Dante and Ivan weren't going to coach forever. You knew Ernie wasn't going to be in the booth forever. Brady told you, essentially, he was going to be gone because you didn't want him. Gronk was kind of inching towards retirement each of his last couple of years that he was there. Mm-hmm. He didn't replace any of those guys. So I'm not like, I get what Edelman's painting. There's this picture of like, listen, like there's a lot like the, the cupboard is, is bare. It's like, all right, but all they right. didn't all just retire overnight. And it wasn't like a shock each time. There were no succession plans in place for anyone. Any the of only them. One, the only one in that whole group that I feel like there was a succession plan in place for was Ernie Adams, and that would have been in the form of Matt Patricia. Now, as Oof. a sort of like football conciliary, yeah, yeah, eyes yeah. in the sky generalist. Now, going back to something you said in the first segment tonight on the program, talking about maybe it was Bill Belichick who didn't ultimately want Bill O'Brien, and it was sort of forced upon him, like, no, yeah. go get a legitimate coordinator. I believe Belichick was more than happy to work with Bill O'Brien again, a familiar face, familiar friend, but there was that whole story of, well, he wasn't going to poach him the previous year from Alabama because he didn't want to disrespect his other friend, Nick Saban, so he left him in place. And that's what led to the reverse-engineered offense and hiring now Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator Matt Patricia to call the offense in New England last year. So it's just been one bad decision after another. And it's it sucks to say because you're talking about somebody who made so many unbelievably good decisions for – Two decades, but the L's are stacking up in a lot of different columns and categories. For oh, Bill my these God. Days. Are they ever? Like, I mean, quite literally, We're the standings. We're not trying to pile on and be no. haters and negative. No. Like, this is just, how does anybody not see, like, it hasn't been going very it's well. It's been going poorly. And, if yeah. you, like you said, the roster construction is what that is. And we can examine the drafts and the free agents and the trades and everything else. That's pretty clear. Like, that's that's been a bad job. The coaching part of it, that's where you still do find some still trying to argue like, wow, look at the defense. The defense does this, that, and the other thing and builds a defensive guy and whatever else. But I look at just straight-up decision-making and whether he doesn't trust his offense or not, three yards, two yards, like when you need three possessions in 10 minutes, like it's just it's simple math at that point. Like you, if you're trying to win, and I know like it sounds like I'm talking out of both ends of my mouth because – I don't want them to win. I haven't for many weeks now. I want them to get the number one overall pick in the draft. I want somebody new to make that pick, and then you start a, you start a brand new kind of right. run. I but, only wanted them to win. if I would have wanted them to win more games if they won yesterday, go on a rip, and make it super fun. They lost. They didn't show up for the second half. Right. Not At this fun. point now, I am 100% on board. I want Caleb yep. Williams. I want Jaden Daniels. I want a star. I need firepower. I want speed and talent, and I want it sooner than later. But then... What I get, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around is 
Bill Belichick. Is he trying to win because, you know, that's just what coaches do. He's trying to win, and he's trying to get the wins record, and he's trying to still get the most out of the the guys that he has. Is he trying to tank for the draft pick because he thinks he's back? But Bill would never tank. Everybody says, no way would Bill ever tank. Or has he just lost it that much as a coach? Like, is it a combination of the three? Maybe it's just the last thing? But I don't know how you can defend or how anybody can defend Bill Belichick the present, right? Because like, if the first thing you say is six rings, I'm like, all right, that's awesome. That's incredible. But we're talking about for 2023 and more importantly for 2024, is he the best guy for the job? I think sadly he's not. And yesterday was just another example of that. Yeah, and it's funny because I was, and I know Stiz is, uh, as they like to say, endeavoring this, yes. uh, efforting to get this audio from some fans yesterday in the tailgates before the game. I was waltzing some different lots from these other guys I know, and I'm just asking the same question over and over and over and over and over again. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Are you guys in on with Bell? And the majority of the fans I spoke to, now most of them were, you know, of a particular age, being 40, 40 and plus. Ed, they were all absolutely just blank-faced. <laughs> just blotto. <laughs> they were smashed. Uh, I bet they probably wish they were later yeah. on. But, uh, yeah. uh, most of them said, I would say a vast majority in person said, well, who's going to be a better coach? Why would you get rid of him? I mean, hasn't he earned the right to, you know, write his own dismissal ticket? Punch his own card? Like, I, I guess, but also... How are you going? Are you going to be the one that approaches him and says, uh, "Right, yeah, yeah, I, we're going to have to take. You can keep the car. We're taking the keys." All right, let's hear some of these. Uh, these this is Fitzy in the parking lots. FBB, which is fire, Bill Belichick. He's got to go. You really think so? He's got to go. It rhymes. Does he got to go? I think so. If I'm Kraft after the 2017 Super Bowl where he benches Malcolm Butler, I'm choosing Brady over Bill. See you later. And Brady's going on for probably still to this day. Hey, hey, you you know it's bad when you're throwing Zappy in there. Listen. FBB, fire Bill Belichick. Listen, the only way you come back from this. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Never mind. Thought it was clean. Yeah, my bad. That's all right. We dumped it. Take that out. Uh, but sorry about that. FBB but, uh, it was from uh, Fire Boston Bill Belichick. Sports trips. Fire Bill Belichick. Yes. So you had a number of. That's on me, folks. Um, you had a number of people out there yesterday just saying like, "Fire Bill Belichick. I'm done." You know, yeah. you can goof around and say like, "Oh, bring back Garoppolo," but you get uh, people are like, "There's a number of fans you can hear like they're still holding on to these grudges like." After the bench butler, I was out on him. Uh, yeah, I've been cheering for him all this time, but I've been mad at him since then. I, he let Brady go. He he lost me there. Like, yeah, I I get that. I mean, to me, like, if so, like, if you got to kind of pick one or the other, as far as like, do you want to look at the past and like hold those like the things from like five six years ago? Because the Malcolm Butler one certainly wasn't a good one. Like the that 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 wasn't great. But then are you going to ignore, like, how good he was? Like, so if I'm telling people not to, like, live on the six rings thing, then I'm also not going to look back at, like, something he did in 2017. I think you need to look at this more recent run, like, really the post-Brady run, which is the most important. And if you notice, you see Fox run on the graphic yesterday? Ugh. Tom Bill Belichick's record with Tom Brady. I, I, Tom Brady's or Bill Belichick's records without Tom Brady. Big, giant block letters. It, it took up the entire this? took up the entire screen, and they left it there for a while. 
They spent a lot of time. I know you were at the game, or you were. I don't know if you watched much of it on TV, or if you were there traveling or whatever. I was, watch, I, was I was there through uh, through halftime. Okay, that's what I, I figured. So, but the TV broadcast did spend a lot of time on Bill Belichick. What's the deal? Probably gone. Maybe not gone. Reports are that he's gone. Kraft. It's going to be a big decision for Kraft. Like all that, they talked about it a lot, and they had that huge graphic of how good his record was with Brady, how bad it's been without him in New England. And so they're kind of painting that picture. And so that's what I would focus more on is, all right, since Tom Brady left, what does this team look like? What have they done? What have been some of the moves? And what are the chances that they're going to be able to dig themselves out of this? Like, I don't think great. I think you need you need to rip the Band-Aid off the best you can and do as much of an overhaul as you can, understanding that, doesn't mean you're going to be competing for a Super Bowl in 2024, 2025, but I think you'll be closer to it in, say, 26. So, Rich, I wanted to get your spin on this before we either get calls, commercials, or both. Uh, (laughs) So, we had, at the beginning of last week, we had Tommy Curran's, now not even a report, I don't know, um, informed opinion, if you want to call that, or hearsay, whatever, however we're supposed to refer to it industry-wise, about hearing after the Germany game that they were going to part ways with them. Decision's been made. The decision's been made. Yes, the damage is done, my friend. Uh, And then later in the week, after your week of shows was done, you've got Ian Rappaport, your old pal rap sheet there, saying, well, hold on, pump the brakes, everybody. Uh, You know, my sources are, you know, the Jeff House are, like, followed up with Tom Kern. And then rap sheet's like, my sources are saying that if Bill Belichick does a good job coaching, the Crafts could decide otherwise. So you've got a a source war going on right now. Source war. I usually would go local guys. Like I don't think the local guys would just kind of fire that out there. I think the national guys are more likely to be fed certain things too so they can have Mm -hmm. like, here's what NFL Network is saying or here's what ESPN is saying. I think Rapport and Schefter both have to – got to kind of wonder where they're getting that info from, whereas like some of the beat guys, to me, it's more like – Hush, hush stuff, and then so every right. once in a while it gets out, and you're like, oh shoot, I wish I didn't didn't say that. Here's here's current sort of updated thing as far as it relates to Kraft's decision. As it stands now, a decision's made. Can Bill change their minds with performance on the field, with um, concessions in terms of what he'll do, with whatever? I mean, every hypothetical you want to trot out there is possible, but you're still circling back to the same conclusion. It there. Their decision is is made. We're into mind changing now. We're not sitting here. Can decisions be, as Bill Parcell said, I reserve the right to change my mind. Can the decision be altered? Yeah. Nobody's firmed up in as it was at the beginning well, when I wrote that story in November. But, yeah, it was heading that way. It continued to head that way against the Giants and against the Chargers. Um, they beat a Steelers team that is horrendous, and here they are with the Chiefs. But it's clear, I think, that when we're talking about firm conclusions or Bill needing to do something to save his job, that it's pretty clear where they are right now with them. Yeah, so I don't know. Right, because like, if you if the decision's been made, but you can change it, then like, yeah. has it been made? But the, okay, I'm having but, a hard time with this. I yeah. So which which is which way is it? What is it like? Did you is the decision made or is it not? Because I feel like, like is that, is that it? No matter what happens, because right. then because that, that was what it was, right? If you you lost to the Colts, you're going to lose your job. But 
unless you go 500 down the stretch or unless something happens. So mm-hmm. now my head's kind of spinning because I was I was on Curran's side. I, I think he got that from somewhere. I don't think he's just lobbing it out there. Um, but I don't know if the, how, how strong is the decision if a couple of weeks it can change. So yeah. Add it to the pile. We'll get to your thoughts. We'll also bet the Monday night game. We'll give you a prop in there as well. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy on a Patriots Monday here on WEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. And check out WEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back to the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEI. It's a Patriots Monday. We'll get to your phone calls in just a moment, but time now for the bet du jour. What is that? Great question. It's the bet of the day. And on Monday nights, we bet the game and give you a prop. And thanks to last week's swing game, I forget who even played, but uh, I won Fitzy and Stiz lost, but none of the records are great. I'm 8-7-2. Fitzy is 7-8-2. And, and Stiz is 6-9-2. So tonight we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, a game that was flexed into Monday Night Football, bouncing the Patriots and Chiefs. Even the way that game turned out, uh, Fitzy, that was a mistake by the league or, or yep. by, by ESPN or Monday Night Football or whoever decides. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have much rather talked about Mahomes bouncing back after a couple of losses and Bill Belichick's future than Drew Locke and the Seattle Seahawks against the Philadelphia Eagles who are coming off a game where they just got smoked. Uh, oh, three is and it a officially half. Drew Locke, by the way? I think it is Drew Locke, right? I believe so. Geno Smith was listed as questionable. Jalen Hurts had also been downgraded yesterday, but now he seems to be trending in the right direction. I can't. I need a source. I think, uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts, I see all the props for him up, and I don't see any of the props for the Seattle quarterback, so maybe that maybe that's more of a game timer, but I think Hurts, because Hurts just had, like, the trots or something, didn't he? I think I think that's what. <laughs> so hopefully he's feeling better today. Case of the old. <laughs> uh, the line's been moving a little bit. I got it now. Actually, at three and a half. Three and a half okay. is the number. So Fitzy, where are you going with this one? Uh, I mean, it totally depends on who's. You know, the hell with it. I'll go with the Seahawks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, I, I mean, at this point now, like my bets have just been so ter- terrible. Like we even do on the six rings podcast we do a fade fitzy just like whatever i bet bet the opposite so seriously i mean like if i'm 25 and 35 on your show seven eight and two on monday night football (laughs) and go off i I can't win and i'm just like an ice cold on the podcast picking the pats games just bet against me honestly you'll make money it's fine i'm doing this for you the people so i'll take the Seahawks getting three and a half at home in a must-win game for them to keep their wild hard hopes alive, whoever the quarterback be. Starter be damned, and I'll also take the over. Because of everything you just said, I will take the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> minus three and a half. I'll take them to bounce back after where they were last week. Probably more about the Seahawks than even the Eagles. Uh, I also do like the over, and one of the reasons is news came out yesterday that Matt Patricia is now the defensive play caller for Philly. So his job title is whatever it is, but he's essentially the defensive coordinator now. I guess their DC, they kept, he's still on the staff, but Matt Patricia's role has elevated there and he's calling the plays. And I was texting with one of my buddies who's a huge Eagles fan, season ticket holder. And he's like, looks like Patricia's taking over. I said, my condolences. And he said, yeah, but he's like, it can't be worse than the last guy. So I guess he hated the last guy too. So we'll see. Uh, 
Yeah, the guy that filled in for Jonathan Gannon, correct? Yes. Yeah, the guy yeah, that took over for Gannon. Is not not myself, but Matt Patricia would like you to know that he's got one of the greatest play calls in NFL history. Touche. Yes, he, yes, he does. I remember that, and he'll let good. you know. Uh, Stiz, where are you going, Eagles or Seahawks? Give me the Eagles and an A.J. Brown anytime toddy. All right, like that. Very good. There are our uh, bet du jours. Uh, good luck to everybody out there that is uh, betting on the game tonight. Let's go to the phones. we got Ray in Revere. He joins us next. What's up, Ray? Hey, fellas, listen, I, I think the Patriots just need a new general manager. And, you know, Belichick's not going to stay in, in a subordinated place. But I also want to respond to something that Fitz just said, because yeah. I disagree. And he said he wants the number one pick. He wants to draft, draft Caleb Williams and, and that whole approach. And I just don't think that's the right approach because these quarterbacks have been taken in the first round. More often than not, you don't hit on them. If you actually go back three years ago to the draft where um, Jones came out, um, the best quarterback in that draft was actually Brock Purdy. Uh, you know, Trevor yeah, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is, is good enough, though. I mean, he's not as good as everybody thought he was going to be. But I mean, the vast, vast majority of starting quarterbacks in the league are first round picks. A lot of the great ones are well, first round picks. Let me just make picks. this point before you hang up on me. Okay, yeah. I, I think San Francisco and Miami are going to end up in the Super Bowl, and the reason they're going to end up is they have ridiculously good rosters and they have very good quarterbacks. And I, that's the way I would approach. The where'd, team Miami, building. where'd Miami? Where'd Miami draft their quarterback? Roster. Where'd Miami draft Army? their quarterback? Where did Miami draft their quarterback? Listen, I agree with that point, but Tua Fifth. arguably was not much better than Mac Jones. Fifth overall, and they built a wagon when they got all those draft picks. But Ray, I did. Ray, I did mention also that I want, in addition to wanting a better quarterback and an upgrade there, and there's some other quarterbacks in the second, third round potentially I like as well. I clearly acknowledge the lack of a playmaker the the you notice i what i said immediately afterwards was i want some speed i want some flash i want some pop i want some star power that's the form that that comes in the form of marvin harrison jr malik neighbors the other wide receiver out of lsu there are some guys that can just flame burn just flat out burn and have hands now we have a bunch of guys that we have a bunch of guys that can run fast right and don't have hands. We have guys that have hands but can't run fast. I mean, there's definitely busts like there is in every single draft, but you're still better off getting the first. I mean, at this point, too, like we're not talking about week four or even at the beginning of the season. There's three games left. They have the second pick in the draft, so I don't know how you wouldn't want the number one pick and take the quarterback there. They need a lot of things, but they definitely need a quarterback. And if you look at the number one pick quarterbacks, even over the last 20 years, uh, I mean, Eli Manning, unfortunately, won two Super Bowls. Uh, Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. Cam Newton got to a Super Bowl. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow got to a Super Bowl. Trevor Lawrence is super early in his career. Um, I mean, Andrew Luck was a, probably a good pick. He just, you know, injuries and retired early. So I don't. I would. I would say that that is the way to go. I also love Marvin Harrison Jr. Though, so if anybody calls in, it's like take Marvin Harrison Jr. and then find a quarterback with your next pick. Like, okay, I'm, I like that approach too. All right, one hour down. we got 30 minutes left on the program as we lead you up until Eagles and Seahawks. We have what happened, but more thoughts on the Patriots' loss to the Chiefs yesterday and Bill Belichick's decision-making uh, on the way here on WEI.